Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Wednesday, middle of the week, 16th day of November, middle of the week, middle of the month, Big J. Jimmy in the middle. Jimmy in the middle. Explain to me what the, that means. Well, I, I don't know. Middle of the month, middle of the week. What does that mean? Well, I mean, those are two pretty obvious statements. All right. It is Jimmy's the, right in the middle. But what is, who's Jimmy? Ah, some little kid. And why is he in the middle? He's in the middle of the week, in the middle of the month. And why is he Jimmy? I don't know. I Good thought maybe you were making a thinly veiled reference to Jimmy E. World's The Middle. No. And you got all mixed up in your head. No. But you were actually talking about some small child you never met right. named Jimmy. Yeah. That is in the middle of... The week. And the, the month. month. All right. Well, I suppose if you want to put a name to it, we have to call it Jimmy. Is that what we're going to replace Hump Day with? Yeah. It's Jimmy. Jimmy! I actually like that better than Hump Day, as I have gotten very tired of that phrase. So I'm all for a new one that means literally the same amount of nothing as Hump Day does, <laughs> so I'm cool with that. But today, uh, we do have a mission, and that mission is to get to talk to the drummer of Disturbed. That's going to happen in the 9 o'clock hour. Our friend Mike from the band Disturbed going to call in. They're releasing a brand new album. They had a brand new song out called Bad Man, and we're going to talk to him about all those things Coming up a little bit later on on the show today, we are excited about that. Big J has a movie review for you. That movie is called Mid-Century. It is streaming on Peacock. Maybe some of you watched it last night. Maybe some of you are waiting with bated breath (laughs) for Big J's review of said film. You will get it today, and he will let you know exactly what it's about and if it's worth your time or not. And that's coming up before we hit 7 o'clock. We got a chance to get qualified for the UTV today at 7.30 with a game interestingly titled UTV. This one having a little bit more attachment to what we're doing than our Jimmy comments earlier. And then, of course, <laughs> we also will have Jimmy! another code word for inflation retaliation. That's happening in the 9 o'clock hour as well, a little bit after 9 o'clock, the first code word of the day. For another $1,000, another brand new drawing as we hit the twilight hours, Big J, of inflation retaliation. Three days left yep. to win a $1,000, and we appreciate all of you texting in. We certainly would like all of you to win, but alas... This is all the money we have left. And so we have three more days of giveaways, and hopefully you can jump on board that fun. But we also play music on this show. Let's get started with some STP. Wicked Garden is kicking off the morning after here on the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, Netflix is starting to take things seriously about buckling down on sharing passwords and things like that. And yesterday, officially nationwide, they launched their Manage Access and Devices feature. Look out. Now, basically what that does at this point is allow account owners to remotely log out of devices they don't recognize or no longer want signed in. 
So, like, let's say at the very beginning of Netflix, you shared your password with somebody you no longer are involved with. You understand? Right. And it's been on. You're like, I don't want to have that conversation where you know we we talk just, about it. Yeah, just turn it off. Because up till now, you can't uh, you can't tell. They have to sign out themselves, yeah, basically. Yeah. And now you can just be like, you know what, boot. And you can kick them out of your account so you no longer have they no longer have access to it. The feature can be found on the user's account access page and is available on web browsers, on iOS, and on Android Windows worldwide. So you have to go that route in order to access it, but you now can kick people off your account that you no longer want on there. And that may be actually a nice feature. Now, keep in mind that they have created this feature so that they can log in as well and kick people out of your account and limit how many people that you password share with. But at least in the infancy of this feature, it's nice to have it, I think. A lot of people won't use it, won't even know it's there. But I think if you have that situation as described above where you're like, hey, listen, you know, we used to be together, now we're not anymore. Or, you know, I barely know this dude. I don't know why I shared my Netflix account with him in the very beginning anyway. Yeah. Maybe it's time that they move on or find a way to find $11 a month and figure it out. And so these are things that you can do now as long as you have access to your Netflix account settings and you are the official account owner. Now, the other people that you've shared your account with, the other, you know, profiles that you've created, they will not have the same access. It's the one original one, the main one, the one that's connected to the credit card that will have access to this feature. So keep that in mind as well. The Yankees and Anthony Rizzo have agreed on a two-year contract worth $34 million, Big J. That includes a third-year club deal and a $6 million buyout. So pretty much it's $40 million guaranteed to stick around as the first baseman of the New York Yankees. Not bad if you can stick get a, it. Stick around and underachieve. Yeah, this. come on. Uh, Aaron Judge is going to be the uh, the jewel of whatever offseason this is, that's for sure. Uh, and who knows if he wants to stay in New York or not, but he can pretty much write his ticket wherever he wants to go. On Tuesday, the Cleveland Guardians, Terry Francona was named the American League Manager of the Year, surprising nobody, and Buck Showalter, the National League Manager of the Year, also surprising nobody. Now, Showalter's the first manager to win the uh, the award four different times with four different teams, which is pretty amazing. Big J, can you name the three other teams Buck Showalter uh, either? I'll even give you manage. He's got a couple that he managed, but can you name the three other teams that he won the award with? The uh, uh, Buck Showalter. Yeah. See, the Red Sox? Never was a Red Sox okay, manager. Then no, no, I can't. Uh, he was the Yankees manager in 1994. He won it then. He also led the Texas Rangers to the World Series in 04, and he won it with the Baltimore Orioles back in 2014. Uh, and, of course, uh, let's not forget that Francona, for a long time, was uh, the former manager of the Red Sox. Maybe that's where you got confused, Big J. He won that in uh, 2016, and then he also won in 2013, too. So he's won with Cleveland and Boston as well in his resume. But, uh, no, Buck is uh, Buck is a four-time winner four different times. And only the third four-time winner, period, in Major League Baseball history. So not bad history to be involved with. Big J, if you're looking for the first stills from Tom Brady's new movie, you've got it. People Magazine shared some. Uh, if you remember the film 80 for Brady that he was producing when he retired, that movie is still going forward, and it's filming now. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, and of course the aforementioned Tom Brady are all involved with the project, and the idea is it's a story, it's a road trip story about four elderly women that decide they want to see their hero 
Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl Weird. back in 2017, and Tom Brady's producing it, a movie about uh, people such big fans of himself that they have to do so at a geriatric age in order to make it happen. So uh, I don't know, but there's now stills online, and it's not going to surprise you. It's not like they're all crazy and goofy. They look like Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. Uh, all in a car together but it is a movie it is really happening it is really filming and everybody's really attached and tom brady's in it as well so you can check out the stills if you want to get involved uh trailers apparently supposed to be coming soon so you'll get that real tom brady movie quality coming soon to a computer near you That is Bush. That is more than machines here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And the economy is something else, Big J. We've talked about it a lot. There's the talk of inflation, rising costs. Of course, uh, you have to pay workers a little bit more these days. It's been tough to run a business. And because of the increased price of things, a lot of the world of retail have seen their actual uh, kind of volume fall, which is one of the reasons why prices have risen, if you understand what I'm saying. Meaning uh, it's one of those weird things where the tail is wagging the dog sometimes but it's like you know if uh, milk was three dollars and all of a sudden it's six dollars there's going to be a lot less people buying milk if that makes sense and mm-hmm. what's going to happen is milk is going to react to that going hey we're not selling as much as we should that means we need to raise prices more so that the people buying it actually make up for that difference and so that's when we see the tug and pull of what's going on in the current economy but there are certain things that are what called inflation and sales proof and one of the things that's proven to be that way in the last six months, as the sales of food projects, uh, products basically across the country have gone down, the one thing that's gone through the roof over the last year is the sale of chocolate, Big J. Uh, we are buying chocolate at an incredible rate. Their sales are booming across the United States of America. So why is chocolate unaffected by rising prices, inflation, and the economy? The answer is... Because when things like this happen, Big J, we start to get stressed out. You understand what I'm saying? And what makes us feel better? Shoving our faces with chocolate, yes. As it's a comfort food for a lot of us. And so it doesn't matter how much chocolate is, we will justify spending that money to make ourselves feel a little bit better as we're chomping on a Snickers or or shoveling something else down our throats to make us feel a little bit better. Because uh, there's been a 12.6% increase in the just the third quarter alone of this year in chocolate and that's up from eight percent in quarter two and 16 percent in quarter one and who knows how it's gonna and we're and by the way quarter four has got halloween in it so it's probably gonna go up as well and so now it's crazy time for chocolate so if you find yourself going down that chocolate aisle and buying stuff and trying to make yourself feel better know that you're not alone but also know if you said like i know i noticed it because i never buy candy but when i bought candy for halloween i was like oh my god look at how much money this stuff costs yeah it was crazy to buy a very large bag of chocolate candy bars for the kids i was like oh my god this is some serious cash, but it doesn't matter. We're spending it and in record amounts because we got to feel better about ourselves, Big J. And food makes us do that, apparently. It does. Morning after with Nick and Big J. You know what else makes us feel better? Snuggling up on the couch and watching a movie. Big J did that yesterday. He will review the movie Mid Century for you next on the X Rocks. <laughs> 
Nirvana smells like teen spirit on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you assigned Big J a movie to watch. That movie is called Mid-Century, available to stream for you if you're a Peacock subscriber, like Big J is. So now we find out the what it's about and who, what it, how it is. <laughs> Nick, I'm laughing because as you're, as you're, you know, introducing me to do this, uh, I'm thinking now, is this one of those days? See, I wake up and I think, you know, my kids, uh, they, they, I see every now and they share stickers, be kind. Uh huh. And I'm like, God, you know, I mean, I've tried to live by this philosophy for a while and trying to be nice and be positive and be kind about things. But I'm like, sometimes it's not just the truth. You know what I mean? And it's like some things, even if you're wrong about them, you see them and you're like, God, this is so stupid. And you know what? I feel that way about this movie. I think this movie is stupid. And I'll start out with the title, Mid-Century, okay? The title of this movie and the tagline is Mid-Century, Murder by Design. Okay. And so the reason it's called Mid-Century is because this whole thing takes place in a home from the mid-century. Sure. Okay, so it's- Mid-Century is a famous type of house. It's an architectural design from the 50s, and uh, Stephen Lang's character uh, was a famous architect from that time. And so that's why this movie is (laughs) named Mid-Century. To me, it's stupid. It's so dumb. And then Murder by Design, and it's like, listen, there's a lot of- cool things about this movie i mean uh, i actually you know if we're gonna get into it i mean i i actually like that architecture um that some of the stuff from the 50s and and some of those homes and things i kind of dig it uh and and in fact it's becoming very retro at this point right now where we're at with that kind of architecture and things like that so okay uh there's a lot of great scene scenery here uh, they do a great job in shooting the movie and so it's got some great you know photography going on and that sort of thing and Stephen lang is great and you got it but to me the real waste here comes from bruce dern i mean we don't have much left with bruce dern <laughs> and for him to waste himself in this role just seems like a crime in itself. And, who is he? Uh, he plays Emil Larson, who was a uh, a famous um, artist in the 50s, allegedly. And him and Stephen Lang's character, uh, Frederick Banner, who was the architect of this house, uh, they were some real creeps, right? And and they had their own cult at the time. And <laughs> and basically, this house is haunted by him and a couple of the, the people that he's murdered previously in the house. Oh, it's a haunted house it, it, story? This, yes, it is a haunted house story. Okay. And, and it plays out and it almost looks in some ways as like old Red Shoe Diary stuff. I don't know what that means. Don't you remember the Red Shoe Diaries with no. uh, David Duchovny? No. That was softcore porn, so oh, I, don't, okay. I, I understand why you wouldn't. You. <laughs> Uh, and, and so, but if anybody okay. saw any of that, I mean, it was really bad. Like it was like filtered, like had like a fuzzy yeah, filter. Yeah, it, it just felt very uh, weird and and not not great at all. Not Are you saying this show, movie's like softcore porn? This movie sucked. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I'm saying, and uh, not in a good way. So is it trying to be a scary movie? Yeah. And, okay. and you know, there are moments when like, yeah, that could be, but it's just ruined by some really weird uh, choices in the writing. And it's really trying to be smart. Like, that's what I hate is when you're trying to, you know, see, ah, we're really smart in how we're putting this movie together, but you're not because it sucks. 
What is the actual so, plot, though? It's just a family goes to a vacation in a haunted house? So, uh, the, the plot is is that uh, the, the, the main couple that we have here, uh, she's uh, a nurse, or she's a doctor, and she is um, she's trying to get out of the job she's in because she works with some real unsavory types uh, that are in the medical community. And so, there's this place that they want to move to and that she is going to try out. She's going to go check this place out. It's a new, uh, like, COVID center, right? And so, she She's going to work there, and her husband is uh, like an architect himself. And uh, they go to rent this house to, to, to check it out and see because it's one of his favorite types of house. Okay, it's what he loves the architect. Oh, he's a fan of the dude. Okay. Yeah, okay. and so and so, but then when they get into the house, it's like super uh, creepy, and it starts to take over, kind of control. So there's like a supernatural element, but but also uh, there's. Um, you know, uh, Bruce Dern's son is left over here, and he's doing some creepy stuff with p- to people in the house. So, is it supernatural or isn't it? That's the problem I have with the movie and in general. And it's a it real Scooby Doo mystery. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the end. All right. So, so yeah, uh, it sounds like Big J does not approve mid-century. Agree? No, it's dumb. Okay. So he says a waste skip. of Stephen Lang and Bruce Dern. Rare that they waste two people in one movie. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Do not watch it. Big J did it for you, and he says it's not worth your time. Can Big J. Big J, in your opinion, yes. professional or otherwise, indeed, where's the most magical place on Earth? Disneyland. That's right. And it also continues to get more and more expensive. I mean, I'm just saying that because I knew that was the answer. Yeah. I don't believe it. You well, well then, well, tell me what you really believe is the most magical place on earth. Universal Studios. Oh boy, what a spit in the face of Disney! I don't even think they're trying to encroach on that territory. You're just giving it to them. Yeah, man, a lot. I mean, for me. All right, that's fair. I enjoy myself. Universal I'd say the Studios. house on the hill in beautiful Central Wisconsin is the most magical place in the world. Walt Disney World in Florida is raising brace ticket prices for the first time since 2019, and so is Disneyland. Beginning on December 8th, each park will have new pricing on one-day, one-day, one-park tickets. At Disney's Animal Kingdom, those will go up from $109 to $159. In Epcot, it'll go from $114 to $179. And at the Hollywood Studios, it goes from $124 to $179. Then when you go to the Magic Kingdom, it's up to $189 to get in. Magic Kingdom will be priced at or above the other theme parks because the incredible demand is it remains the most visited theme park in the world, according to Disney. But among other changes, uh, Park Hopper and Park Hopper Plus pricing will be begin varying by the date as well, which means the price of what it costs to just park at Disneyland and Disney World going up as well. So what is a very expensive trip already it just got really more expensive for you. Unbelievable. I, I mean, I'm so glad I don't have kids anymore. No, though your kids are still no, alive. I know, I know they are, but I mean kids' kids. You know what I mean? Like that, because you, you know, at some point you have to really consider taking your kids to Disneyland. Yes. Especially, I mean, we were when we were brought up. I mean, we probably watched Disney Channel and all of that stuff. I mean, it's just one of those things you want to do because you want to be a cool parent and that sort of thing. But man. I mean, now you have to have some sort of, like, savings plan just to be able to go. Yeah, no, it's if you're going to take a family of four on a trip to Disneyland uh, or Disney grand. World. You, you need 10 grand. Well, you need at least five, guaranteed. But, yes, you're, you're going to, I mean, because you, you got to factor in lodging and transportation and all that stuff. Those are just the tickets to get into the park. 
And then you got to count the food and the souvenirs and all that stuff, by the way, which oh, is Oh, yeah, and if you go to Galaxy's Edge, you need $600 for a damn lightsaber. There you go. Or a little robot. See? So, yeah, you need you need yourself some money in order to make this happen. And you always have. Now you just need more Universal money. Universal Studios, 50 bucks. That's, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's not as much as Disneyland. <laughs> Uh, Los Angeles Rams head coach Sean McVay said on Tuesday that Cooper Cup is going to have ankle surgery today, and he's going to place him on injured reserve. That means he's out at least four games, but a majority of the people think that might mean he's done for the year because they think in four weeks there's no way the Rams are still going to be in this thing and they're not going to bring back a hurt inj- you know, Cooper Cup yeah. to, to just get him banged up again in a meaningless season. So that might be it for the wide receiver that has done such special things in that Rams offense. And uh, this is the second season in the last three, Big J, that Cooper Cup has not finished because of injuries, which is a serious concern. It should be for the Los Angeles Rams. Any interest in a half-baked sequel, Big J? Sure, man. Uh, good, because they're making it. Half-Baked 2 has officially finished production. Uh, although it's not exactly a true and honest sequel, because Rachel True is the only character reprising their role from the first huh? film. Uh, she is Mary Jane, if you remember, the love interest okay, yeah. in the film. But, uh, of course, nobody else involved in uh, in the half-baked first movie are coming back. This one's starring Dexter Darden, Moses Storm, Ramona Young, Ash Santos, and Joel Car- uh, Courtney. And David Kuckner, our friend, is going to be in the show as well. But uh, Rachel True, the only remaining cast member coming back. So I'm not sure how high the interest level will be. But, I mean, really, that movie is more about the subject matter than it is the people anyway. Yes. And so I believe it'll probably find an audience... Uh, but I'm not sure people will enjoy it as much as they did the first one. Because also, no Bob Saget, Big J, who quite frankly stole the first movie, for being honest. Yeah, that's true. Or Mo- Jim Brewer. Uh, Morning After with Nick and- Or Dave Chappelle. I mean, nobody yeah. in the first movie. I mean, Harlan Williams. None of them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your f- 7 o'clock version of Important Stuff coming up in a few minutes. we got to play a game called UTV. Get somebody qualified for a little uh, beautiful CF Moto side-by-side. That's on the way in a second. <laughs> That is teamwork, my friends. That is Star Set and Breaking Benjamin waiting on the sky to change here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We have got a brand new CF Moto side-by-side UTV that we are giving away courtesy of Birds of Prey Motorsports and Volkswagen of Boise. Would you like to see it? Sure. We all would. It's parked right outside the studios here, or if you're feeling froggy, you can jump on over to Volkswagen of Boise on Franklin on Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Big J will be out there broadcasting live, and we'll give several people a chance to qualify for the UTV out there as well at our live broadcast. But if you'd like to, I don't know, not have to see Big J seems pretty cruel. Yeah, what's up with that? I mean, some people certainly would prefer to call on the phone and get qualified. You can do so. To play a game right now called UTV, 208-287-1003. I'll take caller X. I've got some clues that point you in the direction of a word that begins with either the letters clues or either the letters U, T, or V. And if you can figure out what word it is, you are qualified for this said UTV. You be driving around town in it looking all sexy and good. Hello, the X. Hello? Oh, that ain't gonna work. Hello, the X. Good morning to you. Good morning. Hi, what's your name, man? Shane. All right, Shane, you are Caller X. We're going to play the game UTV with you. I'm going to give you some clues, and you got to tell me what word I'm thinking of. It begins with a U, a T, or a V. Are you ready? Yep. Clue one. You can use this word to describe something that's highly desirable but difficult to find. 
highly desirable but difficult to find. Mm -hmm. Um, U, a T, or V. Is that the only clue? No, no, mm. no. I'll give you a couple more. Here's clue number two. It's also a mythical animal. Okay, one more. This U word is basically a horse with a freaking horn coming out of its head. <laughs> Unicorn. Unicorn is absolutely correct. Well we got, done. We, I, you didn't put in unicorn meat. <laughs> well, we got a can of it here. Yes, but nobody would get that reference except for you, and I'm trying to get somebody qualified for oh. uh, the UTV, which he did. Congratulations, Shane. Hang on one second, but yes, we do have a can of unicorn yeah, meat here in the A present studio. I gave Ian like seven years ago. Which I believe, if I'm not wrong, that's the reason you don't buy Ian presents anymore, right? I'm, you know what? I'm going to actually take that. I'm going to give it to him again this year. I think you have given it to him before, and it's all it ends up in the same place, what right over there. <laughs> but he reciprocates, right? He's bought you stuff before. Yeah, he? yeah. Okay. Of course. So it, it, he just thought it maybe looks better in the studio, or he didn't want to seem like somebody that has a candy unicorn meat in their house. I don't know. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. You can also play UTV at 5.30 every weekday with Adam. I recommend you do that. We're going to come back with some We're Going to Hell action. That's next to the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X Rocks. For the second day in a row, Big J, we are going to England. And I should tell you that this story may contain trigger warning for some people. Oh, no, man. And make them upset. And so I want to make sure that if that's the case, I apologize in advance. But it contains some very sensitive subject material uh, that I want to make sure everybody knows that it's happening. So if it makes you uncomfortable, I apologize. Not my intent. But the story does have kind of a happy ending, if you will. Oh. But it starts with Connie Hutton. She's 26 years old. She's from Silverfolk, uh, England, and she has been on her own for the last six years. One of the things that's made those six years pretty easy for her is by her side her entire time, she's had her Springer Spaniel named Maisie. And uh, they like to close out every night by taking a nice walk in a field, Big J, close to her house. You know, she takes Maisie off the leash, lets her run around a little bit, expands some energy, and then go inside for the night. You understand, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the story was uh, cute and everything until last week when she was doing her nightly walk out in the field with Macy and somebody in that particular field or nearby set off a firework and Macy got scared because it's a firework and it's a dog yeah. and she just bolted, like took off far away, ran away and Cody could not find her dog, Big J. Could not find her dog. Uh, and so she put up signs and everything, and 48 hours later, uh, she got a knock on her door that she never wanted to get. It was somebody that said that she saw the flyers, and uh, there was some roadkill by her house, and she was convinced that it oh was her dog. God. And and may, and so uh, Cody came by and looked at the roadkill. There wasn't a whole lot left, but the hair color did look like it was her dog, and so she decided to give her dog a proper burial. You understand? Yeah, and uh, and was going through the process of grieving and losing a pet, which is a difficult thing, especially no matter when you lose your pet or how you lose your pet. It's awful and terrible and difficult, and that's sad. And then, Big J, uh, something really weird happened as Cody was walking outside of her house, and guess who runs up on her? Her freaking dog, Macy, Big J. What? Yeah. 
Oh, uh, runs up on her dead, got right up out of the grave. And couldn't even imagine it. And so it's three days after she buried her dog, her dog comes running up on her and is so happy to see her. She's very scared. She's shaking. She's hungry. She's thirsty. And, of course, now everything is great and fantastic. And as uh, and as Cody starts to think about things, she's like, well, uh, obviously there wasn't a lot left of that roadkill. It must have been a fox or something that she thought was her dog, Macy. And that's what ended up happening. And so the family is reunited. And that's how the story has a happy ending. But I'll say this, Big J. Hey, man, I read the Stephen King book. It ain't going to work yeah. out well for you or your family. You understand what I'm yeah, you Yeah, take that right to the shelter. Uh, I I know you've been on a roller coaster ride, and I know it's been crazy, and I know you're happy to get your dog back, but that dog has changed, <laughs> and things are not going to work out well for you. And if you accidentally buried your dog in like a pet cemetery type situation, get out now. Run. Do not walk. Run. Yeah. Because I've seen pictures of your dog, Cody, in the story. It doesn't look like a fox. I mean, it's a nice story and everything, but I I, I don't know how you can confuse your dog, your Springer Spaniel, for a fox. It's not fox-like in any way, shape, or form. So now, uh, God help you the next time fireworks go off near your house, is all I'm trying to say. Because uh, we're talking about something that does not work out well in the pet cemetery world. Yeah, it might be a call. So be careful. You have been warned. Stephen King has talked about this before, and it doesn't work out for anybody. Least of all the people that try to bring back their loved ones. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got you some important stuff. Let's not forget we also have Pop Culture Smackdown. Pretty nice prize package today attached to that, so get ready to get ready. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, turns out our parents were right all along when they kept yelling at us to turn it down. Turn it down! Your ears are going deaf. Because... Is that what they say? Is that what your parents yelled at you? No, 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 no. Your uh, parents. But it could have protected about a billion people from the risk of hearing loss. And thanks to technology, Big J, one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is... Hey, it's damaging the hearing of our kids pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, And we can blame their phones for it. Basically, what happens is thanks to earbuds and headphones and earplugs and all that kind of stuff, the kids are listening to their phones, music, movies, etc. at an incredibly loud volume in their ears and for a long time. And what that means is hearing and hearing loss and damage at a significantly younger age than they've ever seen before. According to the BMGA Global Health Report, basically they estimated that 0.67 to 1.35 billion individuals aged 12 to 34 worldwide likely have hearing loss of some kind already because they're listening at unsafe volumes or levels or for unsafe amount of times and therefore will probably have some hearing issues throughout their entire lives. Now, there are ways to prevent the damage before you notice the effects. Like, even now, some devices allow people to monitor their listening levels or let you know, like, via green and red icons, hey, you're listening to this pretty loud, just so you know. And also, some other devices will send you alerts and you'll be listening too loud for too long as well. Here's the problem. 
kids are ignoring them and basically doing whatever the hell they want with the volumes and it's causing some hearing issues. So, difficult to keep an eye on, but something that you may want to monitor because, you know, hearing loss is a serious thing. I know that we've done damage to our hearing due to the headphones that we wear over the years. And there's no question about I've got some hearing issues. But, just want to make sure the kids don't have them it's different for a 45-year-old dude to have, you know, hearing problems. I don't want my, you know, 14-year-old son to have them, I guess is my point. Yeah, for real. So keep an eye on it, monitor it, and do the best that you can in this particular time. Well, it turns out, Big J, five is the magic number. The Packers released Amari Rodgers yesterday from their roster as the kick returner fumbled his fifth punt return of the year uh, against Dallas in their win overtime-wise against the Cowboys, but uh, basically the fumble cost him his gig. He had been basically relegated to a punt returner over the last couple of years, but led the league the last two seasons in punt returns, uh, fumbles, I should say, and ended up uh, finding himself on the street, Big J, and so he'll be looking for another job someplace yeah, no else. no offense, but you're terrible at what you did. Yeah, I mean, uh, Amari was a third-round pick out of Clemson that was supposed to be like a slot re- receiver, the new Randall Cobb, and couldn't quite crack the lineup on offense, which is never good for a third-round pick. And so they shoved him at a position that he was unfamiliar with just to get him on the field, which was punt returner. He never did that kind of stuff, and he was not good at it, and he kept screwing up, but they refused to change to somebody else. Now they have no other choice. I have no idea, because they also cut the other guy that was back there returning punts yesterday. I have no idea who's returning punts for the Packers on tomorrow night. We'll find out together, and probably the guy will as well. Cooper Cup is going to miss at least four weeks. He has been placed on injury reserve by the Rams. He had a pretty significant ankle injury, needs surgery on it, and that will happen today. They're not saying no to Cooper coming back for the remainder of the season, but I think it'll depend on the Rams' record when he gets back to healthy, whether or not he sees the field this year. Either way, significant blow to the Rams' offense and probably your fantasy team, if we're being honest, if you had Cooper Cup on it. The dead will tell us team anyways yes for sure but anybody else that has cooper cup i mean he was a must start and was a point machine up until last week are you ready to jump back in the magic mike versus big j yeah man because warner brothers released a trailer for magic mike's last dance yesterday that is the final film in channing tatum's male stripper series which i believe is a trilogy if you will uh tatum and uh selma hayek are in the movie together and it will arrive in theaters February 10th, 2023, just in time for Valentine's Day, Big J. Hot. Take your lady to see Channing Tatum with little to no clothes on. Get her all riled up and then reap the benefits, my friend. That's, that's what you can do. It's a solid plan. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's the uh, important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour for you. Culture Smackdown. The morning after with Nick and Big J. And great prize package here today because uh, Cage Match is brought to you by Carl's Jr. Cage Match. Or did I say Cage Match on the brain? Uh, Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you by Carl's Jr. They uh, have something they want you to try bigger and beefier. Get the big Carl and the really big Carl only at Carl's Jr. It is delicious. So we're going to hook you up with a couple gift certificates to Carl's Jr. to pick up those. Uh, those uh, d- Beautiful, delicious charbroil burgers. 
Also, we have a pair of tickets for you to John Mulaney. He's going to be at the Idaho Central Arena on Friday. So a little comedy action for you and something to eat. Why not? You just got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown to get it. Sounds like a great day night. 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown and enjoy some comedy. Today is Pete Davidson's birthday, Big J. 29 years old, so we're Happy circling birthday. around Pete Davidson King today Pete. for Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. If you think you got what it takes in order to pull this off, let's go to the phones. Like my kids could do this. Hello, the X. Hey, what's going on? Good, man. What's your name? This is Pat. All right, Pat, you're up first. Pat, Pete Davidson got pretty famous thanks to being a performer on what sketch show? Keith Davis? Nope, nope. Pete Davidson. I don't know who Keith Davis is. Keith Davidson. Pete. I will say in Living Color. In Living Color. Good guess. Definitely a sketch show, but... (laughs) Pat, not current popular culture, for sure. Pete Davidson, uh, a little bit after the uh, the In Living Color years. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning. Pete Davidson got pretty famous thanks to being a performer on what sketch show? Uh, Saturday Night Live. That is correct. Big J, Pete Davidson often mocks his hometown in his stand-up, also made a movie proclaiming he was the king of this. What hometown is he from in New York? Staten Island? That is correct. Right. Staten Island. Back to you, sir. Uh, Which Kardashian was Pete Davidson linked to and involved with? Uh, Kim. That is correct. Right. Big J, what famous woman does Pete Davidson have a tattoo of on his body? Kim Kardashian? Kim Kardashian, no. Did he get a he got a Kim tattoo? No, nah, I'm talking about like the actual face of a famous woman is tattooed on him. Oh Not boy. names. Uh, He's got plenty of names. Oh, I don't know all of his tattoos, though. No, I don't know. Uh, but I will say he I, as far as I know, he was not in a relationship with this famous woman. That's a hint. Anything there? Uh, Janet Reno. Janet Reno is actually not too far off. That is wrong, though. Wrong. Uh, the correct answer is he has a picture and photograph of Hillary Clinton tattooed on his body. Right. That's so weird. It is very weird. He's a weird guy, though. No, it's weird that I would guess Janet Reno. Uh, no, oh, yeah, that's that's very weird that Janet Reno's even in your thoughts. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with John Mulaney tickets and to go check out Carl's Jr. as well on us to get some really big Carl's coming your way. Hold on. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're good to go there morning after with nick and big j we will do some headlines those are next on the x rocks headlines brought to you by boise volkswagen gonna be out there live friday 2 to 4 p.m big j broadcasting live for a big utv remote so join the x this friday at boise volkswagen 8400 west franklin will be set up inside ready to qualify you for the utv giveaway and then of course you can test drive and learn about the sign and drive event that's happening at boise volkswagen zero down zero do it signing zero payments for the first month so check it all out this friday at boise volkswagen with big j two to four with the x rocks headlines are as follows here you go big j shark hunt and the butt is back shark hunt Marine biologists are scouring the ocean waters around Cayman Islands looking for a nurse shark that's wearing a woman's skirt. The shark somehow got itself wrapped up in the skirt and is in danger because the garment is covering his gills, Big J, and they need those to breathe. Do you understand? Uh, yeah. And if that's not insulting enough, a scuba diver who was the first to spot it called the shark very unfashionable as well. He said he would have tried to remove the skirt, but he didn't have the right tools to do it because you need skirt tools, of course, to remove it from a shark. 
So uh, they want to make sure they want to get to it before the shark is choked to death. Now, nurse sharks are considered to be mostly harmless, not aggressive, unless they're provoked. So you also kind of have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's like a Jaws situation where they're coming after you with a sense of blood in the water. You understand? So that's good. But still, a, shirt, a skirt around a shark's uh, gills, not good. Got to make sure those gills are uncovered, as I've been telling you for years. Do it, Big J, or the butt is back. The butt is back. Uh, For those of you uh, that wanted to see Daryl Hannah's backside when you're watching Splash on Disney+, Plus, I'm not sure why that's such a big thing, but we do have big news for you. It's back on Disney+. Plus. If you remember the Tom Hanks classic film, which was released by Touchstone Media, then was kind of sucked up in the big Fox vacuum by Disney was included in the Disney Plus catalog, but they made some changes. They took out the fact that there was nudity in the PG-rated film. You could see Daryl Hannah's backside, and they wanted to clean it up for younger viewers, especially considering it had a PG rating. But now, thanks to Disney Plus unlocking their new parental lock feature, the awkward edit is gone, and if you want to stare at Daryl Hannah's backside or press pause while it's on the screen, you can do so. Great, and injustice has been corrected. I guess that's exactly what people are excited about. I'm not sure what it had to do with it or why it messed things up, but people were very upset about it when it happened, and now they got the ass back, so way to go. Wrap it up with, here you go, Big J. You have a beard, Big J. Yeah. Maybe this is something for Big J's Beard Brigade. See, facial hair enthusiasts claim to have set a brand new record for the longest beard chain in the world at a recent event in Wyoming. So what happens is participants gathered in Casper, Wyoming, they stood by side by side and then clipped their beards together to form a 150 foot long human beard chain. Now that's more than double the Guinness World Record of 62 feet 6 inches, which was set in Germany back in 2007. They did this event at the National Beard and Mustache Championships, which took place Saturday in Casper, Wyoming, and they wanted to have a world record to go along with the actual event. So now I say, you've got a mark to beat, Big J, for your beard brigade. Get a bunch of people together, clip your beards together, no. and let's get in the Guinness Book. What's nah, the matter? That's dumb. Huh? It's dumb. Is it any dumber than the National Beard and Mustache Championships? No. Exactly my point. I mean, yes. Huh? Locking beards together? That's gross, no, man. Clipping them together, man. Clipping them? That's still... Nah. I didn't know there was such a thing as a beard chain. I didn't know Me what either. you do with it or why it exists, but I guess it's a thing. And uh, I guess it's just as pointless as a lot of things out there in the Guinness Book of World Records, if we're being perfectly honest. And why not one more pointless thing to go with it? But hey, listen, if you had a 150 foot long group of people to do it, you had a, you've convinced a bunch of people that it's not stupid enough to do it. So that at least is a feat. So way to go. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know for now. is disturbed that is hey you here on 100.3 the x rocks that song is featured on disturbs brand new album and it is an honor and privilege to have one of the founding members of disturbed on the phone with us right now to talk about all cool things his name is mike rengren he is the drummer for disturbed hey mike good morning man how are you i'm pretty good just got home from the gym so sorry (laughs) damn we get the post workout mike that's all right all sweaty and delicious (laughs) 
Thank you for carving out some time for us, man. We certainly appreciate that. Congratulations on the new album. Oh, what was it like to get the uh, the crew back together again and put that all together? Oh, man. After uh, a couple years of pandemic and not being able to do what we love to do, you know, everything being completely basically shut down in our world, it was awesome. It felt like a, a nice pair of shoes that just fit perfectly it was great you know did you feel like uh you you had kind of maybe like renewed energy not even necessarily renewed because you know you hadn't had an album for a little bit but just a different kind of energy maybe because of the, the uncertainty that we had with the pandemic oh absolutely that's a good way to put it it was uh pent up you know just like everybody the frustration of of everything that had been going on the last several years there was no shortage of angst or frustration uh, to, uh, you know, fuel uh, any of the uh, the writing sessions. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know, as a matter of fact, Disturbed was one of the last shows that happened here in Boise before the whole thing shut down. We were lucky enough to get you guys in before everything shut down. But I, I know it's been a process. Because of the pandemic, did you guys approach this album any differently when it comes to making it? Because it introduced us to recording via the internet and all that kind of stuff. Or did you go back to basics and make it the way you guys like to make it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for us, we love being in a room together. There's no substitution. I mean, absolutely. You know, we'll we'll utilize sending files and, you know, doing videos or whatever if, if that's, you know, necessary. But, I mean, when it comes down to the root of it all, there's no replacement for us being in a room and, and getting that vibe off of each other, feeling the energy, seeing the reaction from the guy across the room, like his eyes excited about, you know, that riff or that beat or whatever we're doing. So, yeah, we still like to do it old school that way. You know, we all live in different cities and even different states. So right. um, as the pandemic was sort of winded down and travel was finally starting to open up, that kind of enabled us to finally uh, – get out there and see each other in person like that. Yeah, you know, and when you are recording in that kind of style, and I mean, that puts you at the center of everything because uh, that's where everything I see, I just feel kind of, you know, emanates from from the drummer and just the the, the bass and everything that comes from that, the rhythm uh, can really uh, lend itself to the sound of an album. I like the way I like the way you say that. You, you give drummers need more credit. I like yes. you're hired. Yes, you got my new my, my new PR person. <laughs> How's it pay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip you like a twenty when this is over. <laughs> well, it doesn't pay very good, I guess. <laughs> Mike from Disturbed joins us. You guys have an album coming out. Uh, we are excited for everybody to hear it. You have some really cool and interesting collaborations on this album as well that maybe some people wouldn't think about from the outside looking in. Talk a little bit about how those came together for you guys what a, an incredible honor to have the legendary iconic ann wilson one of the if not the best female vocalists of all time you know for her to even take our call and say hey would you be interested in doing a song with us like that's 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 pretty incredible it was it was insane we were in the studio and we're working on the song and and david had the idea he says you know what this she might really amazing on this i'm gonna reach out to her and we're like really let's what what does it hurt she was more than willing to uh accommodate um being able to go out there meet her in person work together uh be hands-on like that was was pretty incredible she was just an absolute sweetheart so just willing to lend her talents uh and listen to what we had to say wait till everybody gets a chance to hear it 
71, man, and she kills it. Totally. She just kills it. Mike, this may be a hard question to answer, but you've been with Disturbed from the very beginning. You know, we're coming up on 20 years as you four guys have been in Disturbed together. You know, you, Dan, John, and David have been doing this since 04, but you guys are coming up on 20 years almost, more as a band, and you're working on this together, and there haven't been any kind of issues. You took a little bit of a break, but you rebounded stronger than ever. Is there any secrets that you have to keeping things together like you have over the years? Respect. Yeah. I mean, we are all four, um, we're brothers, but we're all uh, different individuals as well. And we pull off of each other's strengths. You know, we have a tremendous team in the four of us, but also in the people that work behind the scenes as well, our crew, our management. But uh, as far as the four of us are concerned, it really just comes down to, to you know, mutual respect. We actually like each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was so funny because, you know, during the pandemic, living in different states, you couldn't see each other for a while. Um, me and Danny actually took a trip. David was living in Hawaii at the time, and we went out there to go stay with him and his wife and son and just kind of like you just chill out for a little bit. And the thought was maybe when we got home, we would start writing again and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, lo and behold, just about what, maybe two months later that everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, almost two years later, we finally see each other. It was like uh, um, almost like chariots of fire on the beach, you know, (laughs) like we all ran into each other's arms practically like, hey. That's awesome. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to get to work here uh, as your publicist uh, and uh, and pound out some – some good things about drumming. All right, we'll see if we can get you a raise on that one, too. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Mike, we can't wait for everybody to hear the album. We're excited to see the dates when they come around. You know that Boise loves you. Thank you for making some time for us, man, and hopefully we'll see you soon, all right? Sounds good, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And we have some tickets here for you this morning. John Mulaney coming to town Friday at the Idaho Center Arena. So we'll get you set up uh, with those tickets. If you can figure out Bad Impressions here this morning, I'm going to guess two clues. Okay. Two clues to go check out John Mulaney on Friday. If you think you got what it takes, get on the phone now. 208-287-1003. Maybe you laugh, maybe you live, maybe you have a good time. We'll see. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? This is Joshua. All right, Joshua. You're up first. Good luck. Maybe it is time to start biting the heads off of bats again. Ozzy. One's all you need. I didn't even do a, a stupid impression. Good job, man. Hang on, Joshua. We'll hook you up with those John Mulaney tickets. What were clues two and three? I don't know. I was improving them. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> That's a weird way to pronounce that. Hey, uh, why is Ozzy Osbourne in the news? What do you mean? It's a weird way to improv. Improving them. Improving. <laughs> the cadence. Uh, listen, uh, you know, usually we don't, uh, We the last few years we haven't got, given too much of a credence to this whole thing, but the Grammy nominations came out yesterday, Nick, and Ozzy was a big winner in that, actually. Um... He was nominated for Best Rock Album for Patient Number 9, which uh, I'm down with. Best Rock Song, Patient Number 9. Best Rock Performance for Patient Number 9. And Best Metal Performance, Degradation Rules. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to Ozzy for Grammy nominations. Nothing to sneeze at. All for that particular uh, song as well, uh, the Patient Number 9, which has a lot of help on it. Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers is also part of the nomination crew. Uh, of course, there's a bunch of other people involved in that song as well. And, yeah, I mean, we don't give a whole lot of, you know, 
attention to well, the Grammys. I mean, when when they think the best rock song comes from Brian Adams, yeah. that's dumb. Part part of the problem is they 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 lump a lot of weird things in the rock category, and 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 so you can take exception with a lot of things the Grammys do. And also, my my biggest beef not so much is with the nominations, which is fine, whatever. I feel like that's just all name recognition anyway. It's that all of the rock stuff and the metal stuff is done completely off telecast. Like they don't give it any kind of attention whatsoever and so I feel like uh, we'll give it the exact same amount and call it even. But uh, the Grammy Awards to a lot of people are very important and listen I'm sure Ozzy's not going to sneeze in if he happens to take any home. Yeah. But yeah and then you know uh, much credit to a band that we love around here too. Turnstile got three nominations too in categories so we like turnstile love turnstile yeah so, i'm not so sure that. metal performance should be one of the things they yeah, should be nominated that's for, the other i mean again it's just if they see things and they hear things and it just kind of gets lumped all together the same thing with brian adams and the rock cat i mean i guess the question becomes if brian adams is not rock what grammy category do you put him in and that's none of my none. business but none. I, don't I don't think put him in any category he, i don't think i would classify it as rock i feel like that term has changed over the last couple of years since Brian Adams was involved in things. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That's tip of my tongue. It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to Mike Rengren of Disturbed for joining us in the 9 o'clock hour talking about their brand new album, some brand new music. Always great to catch up with Mike from Disturbed. Also had a chance to give away some John Mulaney tickets. That will continue tomorrow. And Big J said skip the movie Mid-Century. It was not Big J approved. That was the streaming dumbass movie. Yeah. That was on Peacock. The Big J said was a big waste of time. But we also reminded you, for your sake, for your family's sake, make sure you're not burying your pet in a pet cemetery. It does not work out well for you or them in that case, as according to Stephen King anyway. But that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, a little bougie first world problem here, Nick. But uh, early over the weekend, our garage refrigerator broke. Oh no, high society. What do I you know. do? Now we gotta, well, I guess, wait for a Black Friday deal. What? Gotta uh, replace that thing. Will you buy it? Now, here's the question Will you buy a brand new garage refrigerator or will you just transfer your current fridge to the garage? No, because our new one? current fridge is a new one. Oh, so you need a new, like new from one? Last year. All right. So, how did it break? Can it, fi- can it be fixed? It's old. No, oh, it's okay. just, uh, it's been repaired a couple times. Now, so. how mu- what was kept out there? What, were, what was the garage uh, fridge? A lot of, uh, a lot of drinks. And, um, you know, some frozen food items, Okay, obviously. So but. it was basically used as, like, a refrigerator over kind of Yeah, yeah. So now our other our, our fridge inside is just, just a real mess, basically. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the way it'll work. But that's where you that's where you know you're just, you know, you're middle America or above is if you have a second yeah, fridge I've in your nev- garage. Yeah, I've never had a garage fridge. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Is that is it it's just too high society for it's me? It's so luxurious. Is that what it is? Yeah. It is, I mean it really is a luxury to have a second refrigerator. Yeah. I've never had one. Uh I haven't really needed one either, but I understand where you're coming from and why they are important. I, I don't know the last time my wife has drank water from either the fridge filter or the tap. It's usually cans of uh, you know Liquid Death. S- Fritzer, yeah. Oh, no, oh, not, that looks like no, LaCroix? Death. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. That's all she drinks. Nice. Well, yeah, it is fair. Look at you. God, you are high society. Yes, I know. Oh, my God, you always I, give me I, crap for calling you that. I point out true. my pinky to you. 
Uh, thank you for that. The reminder that Half Price Friday is coming up on Friday at 9 o'clock at xrock.com. If you want to grab $50 to the local for just $25, that's where you're going to want to go. xrock.com beginning at 9. It's a great place for food, for drinks, and a great eatery and wine pub in Boise. So check it out. Half Price Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. on xrock.com this Friday. That's going to do it for us. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow at CX Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.